0: for episode 37 of the insecurity show hardware snoops dog this week we talk about devices that can track and monitor what you're doing on your computer visit our website at in-security.org for previous
1: episodes the show notes and to leave comments you can also send us an email to feedback at in-security.org or follow us on twitter Insecurity Show. My name's Matt. And my name's Max. I'm recording. Are you recording? I'm recording. Are you
0: recording? Oh, totally. So totally. Hey buddy. How you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing much better. Much better than
1: Yeah, much better than last time. I sounded so tired and monotone, and I just want to apologize to our listeners up front about that. Oh, for
0: what it's worth, I also sounded exactly the same.
1: The benefits of being the guy who actually does a
0: recording is that uh I got to re record parts of mine that I just sounded too asleep. Ooh, cheating. You can re record them and send them to me if you choose to, or ultimately do the
1: editing. Yeah, you know what I decided to do instead? What's that? Not uh, do the editing? Yeah, and go on vacation. So I'm back from that and I'm feeling much better. Sounds like you had a good vacation. You
0: definitely sound well rested. Ah, helps a lot. Speaking of trying to improve things without really doing a whole lot of legitimate work, mm-hmm. I watched uh, Mr. Robot. Have you heard of this show? Have you yes. seen this show? Yes, quite a quite an impressive show. I hadn't seen any of it until yesterday, right? And so now I've only seen the first uh, six episodes. Whoa! You watched six yesterday. <laughs> someone didn't really fall asleep because someone was really caught up in
1: the the story. Wow! Uh, first episode, the pilot is just absolutely fantastic. I thought uh, second episode carries on with that third and fourth, kind of slow and weird and not so great. There's a lot of different kind of cyber shows on TV these days with CSI Cyber and Scorpion and other bunch of garbage hacking shows. Mm-hmm. Mr. Robot is pretty much, it's a little bit fantasy and timelines and stuff that they execute, but you know it's very much on track for what uh, information security professionals, cyber security professionals have to worry about. From the articles that
0: I read about it, it is, in essence, all accurate. They fact-checked all of their their hacking techniques to make sure that they weren't just uh, pulling things out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm sure they've had good technical uh, consultants working with them. At one point, there is a sequence where one of them is watching a movie, mm. and the movie happens to be the movie Hackers. Right. They're talking about this exact thing. They're going with the back and forth, saying, At no point have I seen an animated singing virus. And then uh, one of them sort of mutters under his breath. I bet you right now someone's making a TV show that's going to completely ruin the way people imagine hackers. Yeah. A little self-awareness.
1: I liked it. Very good show. As far as, you know, you're new to computer security and you see the stuff that they do in there. It's all, you know, real techniques kind of stuff. There's um, uh, the way that they compromise people and their passwords and going against the human target with the social engineering stuff we've talked about there's a part later on where it salts uh parking lot with usb keys and yeah there's there's an arduino bit or a raspberry pi bit i mean but later about, on how about we curtail
0: this and do a spoiler cast for this at some point where we just discuss the show a little bit uh in you know depth i was thinking this episode. exact
1: same thing i i but 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 how about we leave it up to the audience? Look, if you want us to do something, send us a tweet or an email to feedback at in-security.org. We can do that. Or our whatever our Twitter handle is. At Insecurity Show. There you go. Oh, that's, that's excellent. And then they can determine if that's something we want to do is break down the actual techniques they use in the show to reality or not.
0: Awesome idea. If you want this to happen, send emails to feedback at in-security.org or tweet us at Insecurity Show. Moving on. There is a device that I saw in the show that I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were sitting outside. This is, again, going to spoilers. So they were sitting outside of a minivan, um, and they had a little handheld device that captured the minivan's um, remote code. Oh, yeah. And so I started looking into that a little bit, and there was an older device that used to be able to do that. Basically, mm-hmm. the remote codes used to be just the same code all the time, every time. Right. What they have since done, the they being the auto manufacturers, is they've changed. Uh, so their key fobs use assisting rolling codes, basically, instead ah. of sending the same code all the time, every time.
1: Yeah, like my garage door opener.
0: Now it'll just change codes frequently. So I was like, oh, huh, well, that's a shame that uh, that I won't be able to do that until I started reading recently about... A device that someone created the roll jam. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going
1: to mention that that was released at DefCon or something, right? Yeah. It was re- released at DefCon this year. Which was like last week. Apparently made out of parts for 32
0: bucks. Yep. It's a radio device smaller than a cell phone designed to defeat the rolling codes for cars, trucks, the keyless entry, but also the alarm systems and modern garage door openers. Do you know what platform that's on? Since I don't condone it for anything other than educational or investigative purposes, there's a bunch of info on, about it online, but it looks as like it's based off Teensy 3.1. But that made me start thinking about uh, tiny devices, tiny devices that can ruin your day. Hmm.
1: How convenient that that's what you were thinking about, because I actually have a whole show planned around that same type of thing. What? That wasn't yes. just coincidence. That was, in fact, a very crafty segue which is now not a segue because we've been talking about it entirely too much but yes we were talking a lot about you know NSA eavesdropping listening in on stuff like that uh, a while ago and a long long time ago like around episode 13 I think it was we're talking about some physical security stuff as it relates to computers too and there's so much like spy gear that's accessible nowadays i thought it'd be fun to talk about uh some history of like spy type stuff and uh and how it applies nowadays consider me on board i thought you know this being an internet show and cats being huge on the internet There's a a funny story about uh, the CIA in the 1960s having a a project called Acoustic Kitty. Acoustic Kitty? Yeah, Acoustic Kitty is the name of the, the program that they had where they were trying to put a microphone in a cat's ear canal and have a radio transmitter at the base of the cat's skull. They were weaponizing cats. They weren't weaponizing it. They were turning cats into walking around completely innocuous bugs, right? That would enter in a room after somebody had bug swept or something like that. So they had spent $20 million on this program from like early 1960s to like mid to late 1960s. Jeez. And the first cat that they had developed, they had sent it out into the field as a field agent, right? To go and walk up to... Uh, these these two russian guys speaking on on a bench to go and eavesdrop in on what they were saying and try to capture some clandestine information out of them as soon as the cat was put down and was crossing the street to get there taxicab killed it
0: <laughs> that's not something to laugh at
1: <laughs> no it's not but it it's like first off who thinks like cats they're they're not the most literally the worst secret <laughs> agent i can imagine <laughs> Like you can train rats to go through mazes. Actually, that's not true. They might make there's a great whole sleeper agent. The, there's this whole thing about herding cats, though, as an expression, right? Yeah. You, just, you can't do it, right? Anyway, so uh, they abandoned that. But it makes sense that this was back in the MK Ultra project days where, you know, they were giving LSD to people and stuff like that. Huh. Huh. Uh, but yeah, so the, I mean, the CIA used to come up with all of these crazy things and get funded tons of crazy money to go and do stuff like that, right? Another thing the CIA program did in the late 60s was they had this thing called Project Tempest. They installed a listening device in a Ford tempo And what that does is some some smart person thought, okay, so we've been listening to radio for so many years, right? And, and that's how, you know, people communicate overseas now and stuff like that. So they thought, well, let's think about what else we can see over these electromagnetic radiation waves. And that's like basically everything's in electromagnetic radiation, right? The, the sun heats you up through electromagnetic radiation and any electronic device gives off kind of electromagnetic radiation. And uh, the term now for actually listening, capturing this information is called Van Eck freaking, freaking with a pH, which tends to mean more hacking, but over... Non computers, I guess. Okay. And so, you know, back in the day everything was wired. They'd use this, this monitoring of radiation and and they'd notice that you can actually capture signals that go over wires by being by having some something monitor this radiation, right? You put it into an oscilloscope and you see the different waves in that, and you can actually correlate that back to what somebody's actually viewing on a monitor or typing into a keyboard right there's a youtube video which i'll link to in the show notes which are at in security org slash ep037 absolutely oh. which shows uh somebody replicating this by uh, by capturing what's going through the wire of a wired keyboard and uh yeah so you can actually figure out what what people are seeing and there's another there's another but really poor quality YouTube video of somebody in Tokyo, which I didn't include in our show notes this month. But you can just look it up about uh, monitoring stuff. So that's great. Like you can you can monitor wired stuff, but look around now. Everybody's going wireless. Right? Go to Best Buy, look around, see what everything there is there. Wireless keyboards, wireless mouse, you know, even TV nowadays with the Bell 5 is like wireless TV. That's all great and good. But of course, this stuff all does electromagnetic radiation as well. And unless crypto is built into these things, if unless they're talking over cryptographically secured channels, somebody can eavesdrop by doing Vanek freaking. Right. Uh, and even if they are doing... Crypto over these these wire uh, over these wireless protocols They typically don't invest too much energy into it because it's typically used in local to the computer. Right. So my keyboard, my my mouse, it's in close proximity to the actual setup that I've got hooked into. Right. So. They don't think about, well, somebody across the street could be listening into this as well. There's actually uh, a weak crypto protocol and lots of people put in weak crypto protocols. But the one I'm thinking about is Microsoft implemented the super old weak crypto protocol just to kind of mix it up and make it a little harder for people, I guess. And uh, this guy, Sammy Kamkar, had used an Arduino to make this super small eavesdropper that could actually crack the crypto and see the keystrokes that are being logged in it's called key sweeper huh now these devices by their nature don't really have crazy broadcasting capability they're not going to go really far so you got to remember that anything that's monitoring like wirelessly Mm -hmm. there's a transmit and there's a receiver and the power is you can either transmit really loud and then you don't have to have a lot of power for the listener or you can have the listener cranked up really loud and you just take in a lot more of the the stuff that's being broadcast. So you want to kind of filter out what is isn't is not uh, transmitting. So you, you know, typically if you have the receiver cranked up super, super high, then you get a lot of background noise, which makes it difficult, but still possible to intercept. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. So so you can monitor stuff through microphones. You can monitor stuff remotely over the air think of a spy movie right think of any spy movie where they want to hear what somebody's saying they put a bug in a room or inside a cat right so they'll they'll place these listening devices and somebody's sweeping for bugs and all that stuff right but and that's great for capturing audio conversations but you don't really think doesn't really intersect with computer security right right well turns out that uh three university of california students put out a white paper on keyboard acoustic emanations and they they said that if you listen to the keystrokes that somebody types in you can actually determine what they're typing so you just have to have a bug in a room listening to what somebody types to be able to determine what they're typing and it's based on how far apart keys are and if you listen for long enough like 10 minutes or so then you can basically get down somebody's typing pattern and know with something like a 96% degree of success what somebody's typing, because most of the people type in the language that they speak, right? So you can eliminate a lot of weirdness. Right. right? So that's cool, right? Now you don't have to, uh, you don't actually have to have something attached to a, a keyboard. So th- there are these other devices that you can buy online from like spy shop stores that actually go in line into the keyboard. So where the USB keyboard hooks up to the actual computer itself or ps2 cable on the old computers or even where the wireless adapter after it's sent wirelessly goes into the computer you can add this little inline dongle right which basically intercepts that communication pathway and will transmit or store for later what somebody typed in so that's an easy way to get somebody's passwords or whatnot that's pretty crazy yep but even more crazy is people have found ways to turn everybody's cellular phone into listening devices, right? By installing a malicious application onto them. So now your cell phone can listen into the keystrokes that you log. And it's always on and around you. So if you're at your keyboard, right? It's recording for, you know, over the 10 minutes that it needs to to baseline you. To to record your keystrokes. So, somebody's developed an app to validate this and test it out. And it's kind of like the the Batman Dark Knight movie. Right, where they managed to turn on
0: the microphones of every single cell phone and then they were able to use that to form um, actual sonar images. Wow.
1: So minus the sonar part, but we're
0: almost I mean, there. Just,
1: yeah, exactly. So yeah. Well, um, no,
0: I mean, it's very similar. They're using the recording to figure out where in 3d space you're hitting a keyboard key.
1: Exactly. Right. And so, yeah, well, it's it's not creating a 3d image of the room like they are doing in the bat, but yeah, well, we just don't have Wayne computers. <laughs> that's true. Another thing that's pretty cool is, uh, using somebody's window as uh, a microphone, by shooting a freaking laser beam at it what they did was they used the laser beam
0: to measure minute movements in the the window um the window acts as like a diaphragm and vibrates depending on the sound that's happening inside the room right so they don't even need to have recording software or anything like that or or recording hardware sorry they just use the things that are around you right and i like saying freaking
1: laser beams
0: that's true because, you, you know, you, do you can put that. those on sharks. <laughs> I think in the video, um, unless I'm thinking of a different one, they were able to use recorded video yeah. and measure the minute movements from recorded video from the things around it and get the audio out of that. Absolutely. Extract audio from that.
1: Yeah. And, and I know I've heard of this in the past against uh, a window. Yeah. I'll have a link in the show notes. An empty bag about, of chips uh, was used at one point. So, so the bag of chips is that one where they're looking at the minute uh, vibrations in something, yeah, to figure out what is being said in that room. Which, of course, you could correlate to, you know, or append that with uh, the knowledge about taking somebody's keyboard strokes off of out of the air, right? But there's also like a surveillance device that just shoots a laser beam and measures vibrations or, and what it gets back out of that laser beam for sound vibrations. Right. So, wow, there's a whole bunch of ways of monitoring people. Yeah. What do we do about that? Do you know if
0: it works with all keyboards or just ones as loud as yours?
1: Ha <laughs> ha. The ones as loud as mine definitely help, but all keyboards. There's definitely sounds for everybody typing. Right. So
0: I make it a point of not typing for stints of 10 minutes. I'll type for eight minutes
1: max. Yeah. And then I'll take a nap. <laughs> yeah that's enough for today Ooh. so how do people defend against this stuff so for the van Eck freaking stuff they used they used to sell tempest resistant keyboards which meant the the wires were like super well shielded right and the electronics themselves were encased in like a faraday cage a faraday cage as being like a copper mesh that uh prevents ammunitions from going through them in both directions uh-huh that's true. If you have like an office building that you do shady business in, you can't have anybody listening in, or you don't want competitors listening in. You can actually line the walls with a type of Faraday cage. Uh, just know that there's different mesh sizes have block different frequencies. So super tight mesh doesn't necessarily make it better. That'll block. That'll block um,
0: electromagnetic information frequencies yep. and for wireless frequencies as well but what yeah. do you do about vibrations
1: so for vibrations like as far as the glass goes you can have rippled glass which makes it uh much more difficult if not impossible to get that laser to go through it you can not have a window in your sensitive room and have your kind of secret meetings in your underground lair
0: there you go do your dirty dealings in a cave <laughs> there you go. nefarious nefarious villains
1: yeah yeah and and you know the the mesh would also help the, the Faraday cage would also help against, you know, somebody's cell phone transmitting everything out. Uh, as far as stuff physically plugged into computers, most everything operates with a kind of ID that it has on it. For USB keys, you'd have a HID ID. You'd be able to, if you actually monitor for what's being connected to computers, there's, there's, you know, programs and utilities you can use to monitor what's being attached to a computer and you can baseline what's, acceptable and then anything else plugs in um throw up a message to the user or go and send somebody out to investigate that's more like enterprise level wide stuff though there were
0: i think there was an article of a keyboard scanner or something to that effect that was uh built and designed to essentially just look like a wall wart um wall wart is colloquial for any of those transformers that convert ac to dc power the gigantic power plugs Mm -hmm. so that means don't forsake looking around for actual physical devices because that's still entirely possible it doesn't need to be as wireless as all of this
1: yeah and and there's a whole bunch of other products that people give to intercept wi-fi and stuff like that so in fact you know DEF CON and Black Hat are these conferences that go on like right next to each other out in Vegas. And uh, it's it's typically mayhem on the hotels there that are hosting these conferences because all sorts of things go weird. Like elevators have like boot options on them and stuff like that. And uh, they give there was guides circulated in hotel rooms. To hotel staff, I should say, that actually to inform housekeeping of some of these nefarious devices that they might find there. So they have pictures of sus- suspicious electronic devices, like the phone plug, you know, some network cables, stuff that uh, that'll intercept it. Mini PCs that are like wireless and cellular interceptors. So pretty cool that the hotels are informing their staff. Oh, they even have these uh, the key. Key grabbers to sniff for, you know, the keystroke logging stuff.
0: Physically, it's a little bit weird that a collection like it makes perfect sense to me. If you get a collection of people whose entire um hobby is, or not necessarily hobby only, but you get a bunch of hobbyists that are trying to le- or learning about these things, that they're going to want to go out and try them out right away. Mm-hmm. But it is still a little bit weird that they would do it at the places that they're staying. Like these guys are being nice enough to host the event at this place. Yeah. And then they still have to protect themselves against this. It just seems a little bit weird to me.
1: Yeah. But you're forgetting that people are jerks. That's
0: true. This is why my life of crime really hasn't
1: panned out. Probably. Yeah. Keep trying. Darn my moral compass. (laughs) And uh, a while ago with the Snowden leaks, Getting back to the Snowden that We always talk about mm. there was uh, a NSA ant catalog, which is something called blah, blah, blah. I can't see it. There was the ant catalog uh, has a bunch of these like ideas like the CIA had with the acoustic kitty of stuff that it's either um, things that they're thinking are possible to do or things that they've proven are possible to do. And that got leaked out. And so this group has created something called an NSA playset, and they take all of these super expensive things that the NSA was looking at building and make it super cheap by using things like Arduinos and raspberry pies, uh, and just commodity hardware. Right. And they do a key sweeper is, is part of that suite. Right. There's other things like twilight vegetable, which is a really cool name for something that, uh, passively monitors GSM communications used by cell phones. There's stuff like slot screamer, which is an expensive device configured to access memory and IO stuff, hardware implants you can put into things like the NSA was doing in uh, Cisco routers that you saw the picture of people doing that. There's a whole bunch of spy stuff that can be done, through low commodity stuff. So I guess the point of this is the more, you know, yeah, I guess our takeaway from this then is just awareness
0: more than anything else, because as we're seeing anything that has been leaked and becoming mainstream is again, going to be behind the curve. Yeah. Just be aware that these things exist. Be aware of there are ways to try and combat them. But every time two steps forward, one step back, every time you move forward, someone else has to stay on top of it.
1: Right. And there's a certain level of trust that you have when you're, you know, receiving a device for the first time that it has been modified on the way to you or what we call certified pre right? Where uh, a manufacturer has put in some <laughs> Lenovo malicious software, something a little fishy, perhaps. Is that, is Lenovo a, ki- a kind of fish?
0: Uh, Lenovo had the Superfish. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about their newest one? Yeah. So they've got a BIOS pre-programmed to automatically
1: install their spyware. Yes. If if it gets removed, if you reformat your machine, it will thankfully, helpfully re-add itself. Windows has the option to
0: leave open a file that can be overwritten and reinstalling Windows on the machine doesn't actually save the machine because there was a BIOS entry in there.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a BIOS entry. It's not actually a Windows thing. Just Microsoft had made this, that available to you know, people who are manufacturers as well. Yeah. Um, but it is back in the CanSec West 2014 episode that we did, talked about uh, the Eufy BIOS attacks that are there. Validating that the ufi BIOS hasn't been modified, and validating that the actual kernel itself that it's loading up is safe. Uh, so this goes into that uh, area where there's a lot of work being done, and we had also talked about the hacking team that had all of their documents ripped away from them, yeah. and they actually had some rootkits that were UFI level as well. So it's a real thing. So any any final final thoughts? Wrap ups here. Uh, final thoughts is you know. This is a cat and mouse game. This is the the cat part or the mouse part, whatever you want to say. This is one side actually progressing a little bit faster. I expect that more people will make commodity detectors for stuff like this and it'll become part of security programs within organizations to to be aware and to know how to deal with this kind of stuff. Right? And uh thankfully we have security researchers who are researching these things and finding that uh you know manufacturers are developing and distributing stuff that's got spying software on us uh we can't just let it spy on us we need to actually do something about it so vote with dollars when you find out stuff like that happens sounds sounds like a plan (laughs) sounds like at least a step in the right direction yeah and i guess that's it awesome so
0: the only thing that's left is i did have uh one
1: recommendation for you right Do you try and have yourself a good week i'll try my best uh yeah you know what i think i'll go and do that and you have yourself a good week too buddy dog